Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 81. We're talking game five of the NBA Finals. Warriors with a massive win, 107 to 97, over the Boston Celtics to take a 3 2 series lead. And I'm here to break it all down. So let's just get straight into it. Again, like I said, Warriors win by 10 at home. Andrew Wiggins was the man of the night. He led the way with 26 points on above 50% shooting, 13 rebounds, played fantastic defense on Jason Tatum, not just all night, but obviously throughout this entire series. Uh, he was phenomenal yesterday. We're going to get more into him a bit later. Clay Thompson, I thought he had a really good game, 21.7 of 14 shooting. I thought he was solid defensively too, getting back to that two-way player Clay that we all know. Gary Payton the second loved what he did off the bench. He had 15 points, obviously really crucial defensively. And Steph Curry is the name I haven't mentioned yet. He only had 16 points. He had eight assists, but he was seven of 22 from the field and O of nine. Yes, O of nine from three point range. That is going to snap his streak of, I believe, 233 straight games with a made three pointer. So Steph doesn't make a three all night long off all night. You got Boston face guarding him, not giving him any room. They stopped with their drop coverage, which was talked about a lot in the media over the past couple days after Steph destroyed Boston in game four. And for the most part, it worked on Steph because he was out of rhythm all night long. But the role players for Golden State stepped up big time. Jordan Poole also had 14 points. Draymond Green had eight points, eight rebounds, six assists. He was very solid, played his role perfectly. I thought so. The role players were there to lift up Steph uh, when he wasn't making uh, those three-point shots. So uh, an all-around team win for Golden State. State. Now going to Boston's side, Jason Tatum, 27 points, 10 of 20 shooting from the field. He had four turnovers, so turnovers still a problem for Boston. Uh, But I don't think this was a great game for Tatum. He had a really good third quarter, made three three three-pointers in the third, but he had five points in the fourth. One of five shooting. That's not what you need your best player to do to win a big game five. He's a pretty much he's pretty much a no-show. In that fourth quarter, Andrew Wiggins played him really well, wasn't giving him much room to shoot. Uh, he had a few air balls this game, probably showed a little bit of the fatigue that uh, Boston has gone through in their playoff run because they've had two consecutive series go to game seven. Now you're playing a really tough Warriors team and um that really showed with those those short shots from Tatum. Jalen Brown was pretty bad. 18 points only on 5 of 18 shooting. He had 5 turnovers. Marcus Smart had 4 turnovers, although he did have 20 points. But the big thing, and I've said it already, turnovers. 18 turnovers for Boston. I believe that pushes them to 1-6 and six in games where they have 16 or more turnovers. Might even be 1-7. and seven. But when they turn the ball over 16 or more times, they don't win basketball games. And yet they did it again. And they, the, they are just careless with the ball. And it's coming back to bite them uh, in the rear end because they are on the brink of elimination. And another big thing for Boston, 21 of 31 from the free throw line. Jason Tatum multiple times missed two shots in a row at the free throw line. He was 2 of 6. You got to hit these shots, especially against Golden State, because as we've seen, Golden State has really ramped up their defense. They're making life very, very difficult for Boston because they're closing out better on threes. Boston started out the game 0 of 12 from the three-point line. So they're they're forcing Brown and, and Tatum to hit some harder mid-range shots. I mean, Boston only shot the ball 41% from the field, 34% from three-point range. So when you do get the opportunity to get to the free-throw line, Got to hit those shots. 
got to make them. They're free points. I mean, everyone says they're free. It's in the name. But it definitely goes a lot deeper than that for me. And I'm going to start with my key takeaways there. That's kind of my breakdown of the box score. But we have to talk more about Andrew Wiggins. Because he was the reason they win game five. The 26-13, and 13, it wasn't just the fact that he put up monster numbers. It was when Steph is off. We've seen this in the finals before. When Steph has a bad game. We saw it in game three against Cleveland. The first time Kevin Durant was around. When Steph is off, Kevin Durant was there to pick up the slack. And in the past couple years when Durant was gone, obviously, and they weren't really in the playoffs, they didn't really have that guy because Wiggins was still trying to find his role, still trying to fit in. He was coming off a rocky uh, run in Minnesota after being the number one overall pick. But I thought Wiggins was so crucial for this Golden State offense because he kept them afloat when the threes weren't falling. They were 9 of 40 from three-point range. 9 of 40. That is abysmal. You look at that number for Golden State, you're saying they're not winning this game. And Wiggins was 0 of 6 from 3 himself, which means that he was 12 of 17 from shots inside the three-point line, which is an absurd percentage. He was getting to his mid-range spots. He threw down a dunk end of the game, getting offensive rebounds. I mean, he's the guy who can create his own shot in the mid-range game, inside the paint. You know, he's athletic, he's big, he's long. He can hit tough shots, and I think that's what makes this Warriors offense so dynamic and multidimensional because it's not just about the three ball for this offense. Obviously, that's their bread and butter, but when it's not falling, Wiggins is the calling card to push them through an off night from beyond the arc, and that's exactly what he did. Offensively, he was phenomenal, really took over in that fourth quarter. He was aggressive, and this is the Andrew Wiggins that we love to see because, again, number one pick in Minnesota. Goes through four head coaches in six seasons. He's expected to be this superstar number one pick who can drop 25 a game, and he just wasn't that in Minnesota. And then he comes to Golden State, surrounded by a championship DNA, a championship organization, a stable organization, just to say that, and he's thriving as a very solid star role player. And what I mean by that is... He's just asked to score 16, 18 a game, but he's doing more than that right now. He's doing more than that on the defensive, and he's not just guarding the other team's best player. He's doing a very good job of that. So this really shows, but is this Wiggins' fault in Minnesota? A lot of it could probably be on the organization, but it's not about Minnesota. It's about Wiggins. He's really turned his career around. One of the biggest career turnarounds I think I've seen in the last decade of the NBA. And I'm very, very happy for him. He deserves all of the credit and respect that he's getting. Because without Andrew Wiggins last night, Golden State does not win that game. And to be honest, without Andrew Wiggins in this series, Golden State probably loses this series. And maybe five games. Because even though Steph had 43, he was crucial in game four with those 16.7 or 17.16 rebounds. But yes, in game five yesterday, he was the catalyst. And obviously that ferocious throwdown at the end said it all. And Andrew Wiggins just, I mean, out of the park. Hit it out of the park completely. Very, very huge performance. And that's why Golden State's up 3-2. That's the main reason. But as always, there are two sides to the story. Two sides of the coin, and Boston cannot be let off the hook because the turnovers and the carelessness is so bad because you're giving up free possessions, giving up fast break opportunities to Golden State, you're taking away shots on your end, and it's it, they're they're just careless. Like Jason Tatum, 
uh, right, right when he crossed half court, passed the ball to Robert Williams, very willy-nilly. It goes kind of behind him. Draymond Green gets the steal, gets fouled on on a, a dunk attempt, and he goes to the free throw line. It's stuff like that. It's the, we're going to drive in recklessly, jump off one foot, and try to make a play. They're out of control. They seem... I mean, they seem very out of poise. Uh, even I don't care that Jason Tatum had 27 points. I don't care about that. He was awful in the fourth quarter. He was non-assertive. He he was just out of gas, it seemed. And you need your guy to make those plays. We said the same thing about Devin Booker last year and even this year. But your best player has to show up in the fourth. And he clearly just didn't do that. Boston only had 20 points in the fourth quarter. That's just not going to get it done. And that's a quarter that they dominated in the first three games of the series. And then another thing for me, which is really what makes me, I'm getting frustrated watching Boston because they're so worried about fouls. They're complaining about fouls, always looking for calls, complaining about a no call or this or that. Just hoop. Just play basketball. And we can turn it around and say, well, Draymond Green is the king of of complaining to the refs about fouls. And Steph Curry was complaining about not getting calls on three-point shots. Andrew Wiggins doesn't complain about fouls. We don't see him doing that. Clay Thompson, did we see him complain about fouls yesterday? I didn't. Gary Payton II, do we see him, a role player, complain about fouls? No. Well, those guys combined for 62 points yesterday. And you did a good job guarding Steph because the face guarding method was really, really good. You gave him no room to breathe. But you did not do a good job stopping your other guys. You're the number one defense in the league. You should be able to have the good rotations and individual defenders to stop that. Gary Payton was 6 of 8. He's not a scorer like that. But you're so worried about getting calls and, you know, Obviously, Marcus Smart got the the foul for slapping Jordan Poole in the face. People are like, well, is this a foul? Is it not? Don't even give the refs an opportunity to call a foul like that because you're just burning a possession. Stop worrying about that part of the game. Tatum complains about fouls way too much. Just go play ball. Focus on the task at hand because right now, those possessions where they're worried about that, they're losing points and they're giving up points. And it's just frustrating because this they've had such a good run and they're not focused on the main task. Stop worrying about the refs. Go out and play your game because this team is good enough defensively and has enough talent offensively to go win two in a row. You're going back home to TD Garden. They should win game six. There's no reason they should lose three games in a row and I'm picking them to win game six. But for them to go back to Golden State and win game seven... I'm not sure they can do that. I know they're more than capable of it, but I don't think they can do that because I can't count on them to take care of the ball, and I can't count on them to perform in the fourth quarter when the game gets close and the game gets tight. Golden State's been there before, and we know Steph Curry isn't going to shoot 0 of 9 from three-point range again. That's not going to happen. So at the end of the day, Golden State picked up a massive win yesterday on on a Steph off night where he was human for the first time in five games and if they can win that game what are they gonna do if Steph shoots 30% from three or Clay Thompson only has 15 points instead of 21 it just showed me that Golden State can win in another way it doesn't have to be a Steph explosion this was an all-around team effort obviously your role players are going to play better at home but this was an all-around team win where Golden State's role players stepped up and Boston's didn't. They had no bench production. Derek White was pretty bad offensively. Pritchard was pretty much a no-show. Grant Williams didn't do too much. 
and now all the pressure's on Boston to go home and win a game six. But if they can't win that game with how poorly Golden State shot the ball from three, then I don't know how they're going to win two in a row. I know I just said that they're capable of it and that they can because they definitely can. This team has overcome a lot. But uh, And I'll wrap it up with this. When they were down 3-2 to Milwaukee, I wasn't concerned because you know what? They just blew game five, a complete blunder at the end. They can beat this team twice in a row. I was very confident that, and they did. Miami series, they were down 2-1. They just had a couple bad quarters. They were out playing them that series. Miami's getting injured and fatigued. Very confident they were going to win that. But with Golden State, I don't know if they outplayed Golden State for most part in this series. Yes, they had that huge third quarter to storm back, but Golden State has played them the best out of anyone this entire season, and it shows. I mean, you got, what, 16 points in the first quarter. You got 20 in the fourth. They're causing turnovers like crazy. And then on the other end, because holding Golden State to 104 points is good enough to to beat them, but they, they locked down stuff, but they just could not contain Andrew Wiggins, and they're giving up just a couple too many looks to Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole. And it just shows that Golden State's got so many weapons. They have so many guys to stop. So Boston's got a really tough task. And I'm sticking with Warriors in seven. That was my prediction to start the series. So we'll see on Thursday night if Boston can force yet another game seven. And I think they will, but I just don't know about them actually winning this series. Golden State's in a fantastic position to go on Thursday to play with house money. Steph Curry's going to bounce back. He's hunting for that finals MVP. And Golden State is one win away. And how incredible would this be for them after two very bad years? The Clay Thompson injury, Andrew Wiggins' uh, career trajectory, Steph Curry, again, that hunt to get that finals MVP. They're just one win away. And I'm kind of excited to see that. I'm excited to see what fight Boston puts up. But yeah, that's my game analysis of game five. I'll get back to y'all for game six, recapping that game. Maybe we see an NBA champion at that point, and maybe it goes to seven. We'll see. And then also going to get some draft coverage out to you guys. Draft is in about nine days. Very excited to talk about that. So yeah, that's going to do it today for 125 Unfiltered. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.